Hey, Catholic Divas, welcome back to this season of winter time of motherhood. Um, today, we're going to be talking about our newfound freedom. And not only in that freedom, honoring the early seasons of our motherhood. So come on in and let's get started. Hey, this is Mama Jane. And this is Mama Vicki. Welcome to the Cycles and Sanctity Podcast. I'm a Billings Ovulation Method instructor and a certified Catholic mindset coach. And I'm a labor and delivery nurse, an IVCLC, and a La Leche League leader. We're here to share with you the beauty and the pain of your cycles. Have you considered honoring your cycle throughout the journey of your womanhood? Have you ever considered your cycle as a tool toward your holiness? Well, sisters, it is. We're excited to walk this journey with you. So go grab your favorite journal and pen and your hot beverage, and let's do this. Hey, Catholic Divas, welcome back. I'm Mama Jane, and I'm with Mama Vicki. We are continuing our episodes on the wintertime of womanhood. And this episode, we want to talk about our newfound freedom as we go into this wintertime. And Vicki had some really great points before we started recording. So I'm going to hand it off to her because <laughs> she was on a roll, and I love it. I love it. We were just talking about freedom, and then that just made me think about the different stages of motherhood. And not only in this freedom do we have more time when you don't have children that you're responsible to get places and whatnot, you do have more time to explore other interests. But you also have time to reflect on your earlier seasons of your motherhood and what that looked like. And sometimes you have a little regret. So just playing that game, you have the time to reflect. Whereas when you're in the trenches and you're down there in diaper years, you're just getting through the day. And I just think it's interesting that as a young mother with a babe in diapers, you think you're so shackled. But honestly, and I guess I'm coming from the viewpoint of a stay-at-home mom, obviously, as soon as you throw work in there or school or an external responsibility, your freedoms are less. You are put in a time window of when you can get things done. So that becomes a stressor in motherhood where you're trying to do the things at home and do the things outside of the home. So both of those ways in this season, in the winterhood, we're no longer a slave to the school bell. So it's just interesting in your walk and what freedom looks like at the different stages. Yeah. And I'm going to circle back into cycles of sanctity because that's the other thing, right? Is that when we have our periods, when we have our cycles, when we're in that fertile time of our state in life, whether we want to choose to achieve pregnancy, whether we're trying to achieve pregnancy or whether we're trying to avoid pregnancy or having hard cycles. That is also a shackle of our freedom, right? It's like Absolutely. some days if you've got a really heavy period and especially going into that perimenopause, you and I've talked about that, that perimenopausal phase really can be shocking to women in the severity and the heaviness of the bleeding. And that poses another problem. I remember when I was going through that, I had never really had really bad menstrual cycle and then when I hit that perimenopause, I remember this, I was at an event and I didn't even want to get out of bed. I was, and and then when I did get out of bed, man, I just bled and I had to go, we were at this event. I had to go change literally three times. I ran out of clothes because I had, mm -hmm. and that is a really hard thing, right? I'll tell you what, I have a friend and one day we will get her on the podcast and she's got a beautiful poem on the relationship of women and blood and mm. how we've got to manage it from as soon as you start your period. but also. Tying back to early motherhood, when you're still having your active cycles, and if the choice is to avoid pregnancy and the kids are actually asleep and it's that time you could make a baby and you're feeling frisky and he's feeling frisky, that's a decision-making point too. And shackle on your freedom if you 
will, or you have to change what that looks like. And it takes communication and patience, but it and does self-control, throughout. right? Absolutely. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And diligence just, and really the love yeah. for the other. But then, yeah. And then when you don't have a cycle anymore, that really is new freedom. It, it's so funny when I, when I walk into my daughter's bathroom and pads and things. And I'm just like, wow, I don't have to deal with that at all anymore. And, and that is, yeah, we don't have to worry about extra clothes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And, For that and, reason. Yeah. Like you said, the change of the responsibility of, I don't have to drive the kids to school. I don't have to drive them to soccer practice. I don't have to take them there. Maybe they're already driving or maybe they're out of the house. For, Go ahead. 10, for 10 years, I was involved in band and every Friday night, I was at the high school football game and I remember that first season where I didn't have anyone there and I was wondering why I would even go. I knew friends who were continually go, but they actually graduated from that high school. So there was that camaraderie and I had no really affiliation. But I remember that that moment of the choice of I could go to the game or I could actually go home and get into my pajamas at six o'clock. And that sounds really, really good. Yeah, that or, you know, when they're in their school age years as a Lolita leader. So, you know, that's a group and I wanted to be a part of it. And I wanted to do the different things to be involved. And you have to cram your extracurricular activities into the hours that your children are at school. And sometimes that becomes tight. I mean, two hours seems like forever, but it's it goes whew, super fast when you're trying to, oh, and then pile on getting the groceries bought and the meals prepped and made and the laundry done. And then as your numbers decrease in the household, I, I just remember the laundry piles when I had eight children in my house. And it's not, I laugh at laundry. It's not even a chore to me anymore. Right. And it used to be like one of the most dreaded, like I used to go on so many forums, like how to manage your laundry. You know, <laughs> yeah. For a small yeah. army. Even cooking too. I remember, I, I actually am a facilitator of a young adult ministry and I bring them dinner. And the first time or the first few times that they came and I made lasagna or something, they're like, oh my goodness, Mama Jane. I'm like, no, 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 you guys, you have to understand. I'm doing this for my own, my own satisfaction of needing to cook for a lot of people. Yes. But if I cooked this much for my husband and I, we would literally be eating this one dinner for the rest of the month. And yeah. that is one of those shifts, right? Those newfound freedom. Absolutely. That you is, know, that's such a funny shift. That's so true. Like the, how do I stop cooking for an army? <laughs> yeah. Now, going back to our husbands, one of the things we wanted to talk a little bit about is having that new relationship. And again, one of the things that we actually started before my son actually graduated because he could drive himself to the football game and he really didn't want me to go to the football game. It wasn't, the, I, I would go to the football game, but it was Saturday night when he was at band competition and he was, yeah, you don't really need to be there. My husband and I started going to the Saturday evening mass and then we would go out to dinner. Mm -hmm. And Ooh, date night. Yes. And it's been really a wonderful thing now. We're in, you know, year three of this date night, Saturday night date night. And it's a really new phenomenon because we were never, I know couples who have been very diligent and very disciplined in creating a date night. If it's not once a week, it's once a month or something as their children are, have been growing up and things just the way our family life. I mean, we got married and then a month later he left to go. And so date night has never been really one of those things that we implemented on a regular basis early in life, mainly because 
he was in the military and you can't do date night when he's deployed for 14 months, right? Um, right. But that's been a really interesting, it's almost like a rediscovery of who we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And different relationships require more diligence. Some relationships do require that you have to do that date night. Even if your husband's deployed, you make that whatever Saturday night at X time, mom's time to talk to dad on the phone or whatever. Every, Of course, every family, again, we'd subscribe to the take it if you, it works for you, leave it if it doesn't. And I, I love Alan Jackson. He's a country music guy. And he sums all this up in his song, Remember When. It's, I, can't, I get teary even saying the title because it's such a true, true representation of just the lifespan of raising a family and then letting them go raise their own families and you being on the other side of it. And it's a beautiful journey. But anyway, we're here to talk about the newfound freedoms and how I get really excited to do this podcast. There was a time, okay, when our kids were little, the podcast wasn't a thing. But even just to go and be able to explore something that's truly yours uninterrupted wasn't a thing. And this is a season that a lot of women get into new and they're like, oh my gosh, grandma's taken up fill in the blank. You're like, what is she doing? She's gone crazy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I remember a friend of mine had said that she took up ballroom dancing and it was just this newfound experience of the gracefulness and connecting with her body. And she was a widow. And so she loved it that she had a partner to dance with and Mm -hmm. she had that interaction and that it was a a male interaction but it wasn't a serious relationship or anything (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah it this is a time where you get to try things i shared with you that i i started going to the gym and really because a friend of mine who's a catholic coach fitness coach she reminded me as a sanguine i needed people so i should be going to fun things like a zumba class I did try the Zumba class once. I haven't gone back yet, mainly because of my schedule, but I did try Pilates and you and I have talked about this and we will have a future conversation about the benefits of Pilates. But when I sit there, it took all of my energy in my thoughts. I'm a mindset coach, right? So the first time I was there, it was a trial class and every single I think they were all 20 something. I don't think any of them were over 25. And I just kept having to remind myself, I'm 60. It's okay. You don't have to do everything. You're not competing with the 25 year olds. Your body is okay. And then the other aspect of it, and I've said this a couple of times to this instructors, man, these are really great exercises. Man, I wish I'd known these exercises before I gave birth. Oh yeah, this exercise would have helped birthing. And oh, yeah. Nowadays, ladies, they have a thing called uh, pelvic floor therapy, physical therapy for your pelvic floor. That wasn't even a thing. Basically, they expected all women to tinkle after you have a baby. Hey, we can't help you. But that's not true. It definitely can be helped. Yes. So, yeah, we've got another podcast, another uh, whole episode. Yes, yes. And we're going to have the ladies. It's out there. It is. But yeah. And so some of the other new you talk about the newfound freedom about when your children were little, that you could stay in your pajamas all day because you really didn't have like when they're babies and toddlers, there's no outward time constraint, right? There are many times in this day and age that I will not turn on my, my alarm and I will say to myself, I'm going to sleep until my body is done. And that is a new freedom because Again, I think I I spoke on the other episode about my little trainer that I'm working with. And she's like, why are you doing a lot? I'm like, girl, I had a whole night's sleep without any babies woken me up. Like, this is good. But it is, it's, it's these new little nuances of transition 
and a lot of moms in the wintertime of motherhood, you, you do, you, now's the time you can sleep and a lot of women can't. Yes. So here you're like, woo, I'm sleeping eight hours, but you're really still only sleeping two at a time. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> the difference is you could go back yes. to sleep or you don't have to get out of bed. Or <laughs> I know many friends who will take a nap in the afternoon and that's just so much fun. And I've done that a couple of times where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go take a nap because I'm exhausted. And that is a beautiful, it is a beautiful thing. And I think it goes back. I wanted to touch on, we tease like, Hey, when you have babies, you can stay in pajamas all day, but most of us don't because we've got to prove a point that we're, you know, managing motherhood. So you worry and you get up and you get everybody dressed and you make these deadlines in your head that you have to meet. And motherhood as much as it's a, a lot of motherhood is letting go of thoughts and expectations. Mm -hmm, So it's mm -hmm. just funny. It is, it takes a moment in this winter time to say, Hey, it is okay. If I take a nap, it's okay. If I go on a walk right now or or whatever. And you think about all the volunteer organizations that have, you think, gosh, all the ladies are old. This is their time. This is, they don't have other things to do, but they do have things to offer. And this is what I'm saying. It's not just, Oh, these old ladies, they've, we have to find something to do with them. No, it's, they are honoring. They're giving us a gift. Yeah. By being there and being able to share their wisdom and their experience, because this is the time they have. Yes. And even that newfound freedom, like this podcast, I want to encourage our listeners as if you are in the winter season of your womanhood, of really thinking about what are your gifts? What are your contributions to the world? What do you love to do? Or what have you always wished to do? Because maybe it is starting a business. Maybe it is starting a podcast. Maybe it is going to do some traveling or something like we're still in that new January of years of setting the intention and setting goals, but really giving you that gift of dreaming again. I think that's one of the beauties of of the freedom of dreaming again of what is possible rather than, and we've talked about this, rather than lamenting of the regrets of the shoulds Beautiful. and the shouldn'ts and 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 there's many and to times piggyback on that yes to piggyback on that dreaming we're always allowed to have dreams if we wake up we can have our dreams so if you are trying to follow a dream in this winter time season and your people that are surrounding you are not supporting that dream they're not your people find your other sisters that are supporting you because we're allowed to dream we're allowed to go for new goals mm-hmm It's one of those things that I've been talking about in my newsletter that dreaming is actually a muscle. It's part of the imagination. The imagination is one of the faculties of our soul because Mm -hmm. when that's how God communicates, if you read, especially like the Old Testament, the Psalms, Song of Psalms, there's so much imagery in the Bible. And even when we do Lexio Divina, when we read the Gospels or read anything and we go into Lexio Divina, that is part of the Lexio Divina process of studying. Lexio Divina literally means holy reading. And one of the parts of that is to imagine yourself in that moment when Christ heals the leper or whatever. But using your imagination is a good and holy thing. Unfortunately, in this day and age, we are so filled with so much noise in our media, social media, videos, music, movies, TV, all those things that our imagination is bombarded with things that are not of God. And so we Mm -hmm. can't hear his voice. 
But that is also how he gives us, the psalmist says that God gives us the desires of our heart. And that's that dreaming again, is that if you have a desire, you've always wanted to do something or you've always wanted to try something, that's probably a little nudge from God of, hey, this is something I want you to develop. Your charisms, we've talked about that, your contributions. And this is the time, it's it's a beautiful time. It can be a beautiful time to really delve into those aspects. Because like you said, we might be retired from our profession that we have. And so now we have all of this time that we were giving to some sort of profession, 40, 60, 80 hours, whatever. And now we don't have that. Or it may be because our children are no longer in the house and we don't have to care for them as much. And that's the time to really dream. So I want to encourage each and every one of you to sit down and journal. What would you like to do this year if you're in this season? And even if you're not in this season, ladies, dreaming is something that it's a God-given gift and he wants to co-create with us. And that's why God puts the desire in your heart because he's always initiating but he wants to do it alongside us, with us, because he has a bigger dream than we could ever even imagine. It's funny, this podcast actually has been a dream of mine since 2019. And I remember the reason is our diocese had a local, I don't even know if they have it anymore. I think it got closed from COVID, but they used to have a local news radio station. And the gal that did the pro-life program, she would invite me every once in a while, especially if she like had a, a guest that that couldn't come or something change in her schedule. She knew I, I was I could always be like her pinch hitter. And I really enjoyed being on the radio. And I remember saying, I need it, we need to be doing a podcast. But it was that fear factor of not knowing how, right? Of all the thoughts of how do I do this? What's the technology? Da da da. And for me, I just, I just, I found a another friend of mine, another entrepreneur had recommended a program, a course, and I took it and I understood some of it and I didn't. And then I just got the help that I needed to get it going. And here we well, are. Yeah, absolutely. And then in, in the winter season, a lot of us start realizing there are doors that close. Yeah. There, there are things we cannot do now. And yeah. that's not, and you can mourn that a little bit, yeah. but, but then you start, when you're talking about following your dreams, it is scary jumping into the podcast technology. We didn't have, we didn't grow up with young children can do more on a, on the phone or in a computer than I can. Right. Again, that, that is when you lean on God and then you, and you give him your fears. Mm-hmm. And, and if the, and if this dream is good and, and holy and something God wants you to pursue, then he's going to open the doors for you. Yeah, And so it's easy to get caught in the weeds and be like, oh my gosh, there's just no way I'd have to learn this and this. And mm-hmm. instead of just saying, okay, we're, we're going to do this. And when we look back next year on the things we've done and we laugh, and we're like, oh gosh, look what we know now. It could be funny. And that's yeah. with any sport you, you, you start out. And a lot with my children along the way, that's been a lesson. We come from a military family, a very competitive family, not on purpose, but it just, and a lot of times when my kids started a new thing, they would come home and be discouraged from practice and just be like, man, I'm just no good at this. And I'm like, it's your first day. How could you be good? Occasionally, there's the outliers that are just natural born talent, but the majority of us have to work for it. And so these new dreams you have, your friend that ball danced, her first class, she probably didn't bust out in a in a salsa with <laughs> perfectly done. 
And But you have to have fun along the way. This is our freedom. These are our years that we can enjoy. We can laugh at ourselves. We can know that if we fall, we can stand back up. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I love you said that about having the courage to take the first step. One of the things I'm always telling clients, I'm telling myself, this is what I told myself that first time I did that Pilates class. I said, you have to be bad at something long enough to be good at something. And thanks Mm. be to God, I have musicians for children and I always refer back to that. Do you remember the first time? Like they didn't know how to hold the the violin string and it sounded really awful. And now they're just playing all of these amazing songs that I can't even read the music. And and it's just wonderful to hear. And yeah, that's, that is the challenge. But you also hit on something really important, Vicki, that I, they, I also want to bring up is yes, during this time of new fell freedom, we can look back with regret. And yes, like you said, pelvic floor therapy wasn't even a word when we were having babies. Mm-hmm. PCOS mm-hmm. wasn't a word when I was infertile. And sometimes we look back and are regretful and maybe angry at, I didn't get the chance. I didn't know what I know now, or I didn't have the resource that I have now. Or and it's easy to hold a resentment for that. Yes. Like or, towards maybe no one particular, just frustration. Yes, frustration and and rightfully so, the resentment, but also regrets on what didn't happen. Like I'm dreaming about this dream now because I never had it before, or mm-hmm. I made such a bad mistake that dream didn't occur, or I made such a mess of my life. And while God forgives us, there are some things that won't, change in the history of time. And we had touched on talking privately before. Sometimes we can want to gush out. Let's say you had a dream or you had a plan and it fell through because of of poor choices. And now you have the time and and you have the tools and you've forgiven yourself and you've moved forward and you want to just pour out like, oh my gosh, let's reconcile. And sometimes forgiveness is there, but reconciliation isn't a possibility. And there has to, you have to give yourself time and grace and trust that God will get you through that. But sometimes no is the answer, mm-hmm. which is a sanguine. I never think no is the answer, but sometimes right. it right. is. No, there's another way we could do it. I know there's a workaround and sometimes there isn't. And sometimes when you come to peace, if you can honor, if you ask somebody for forgiveness for something that occurred in your earlier lifetime and they say, yeah, I forgive you, but that's the extent of what I can do. Or maybe they just say, okay, I heard you. And don't even give you the satisfaction of saying, yes, you're forgiven. That may be the wages of sin. There, there, yeah. there are prices to pay, mm-hmm. but don't stay there. Don't stay mm-hmm. there. And don't. And, and right. if, if you bring your sins to Jesus, and you get forgiven, right. but he so not forgotten, right? You know? Forgiven, not forgotten. And it's one of those reasons why I made that choice of wanting to be a Catholic mindset coach because one of the things that we do talk about, and I help my clients with emotional management, and part of the emotion is regret resentment, anger for the past, allowing ourselves to acknowledge the past was the past, but also how to resolve so that we can move forward so that we Mm -hmm. can be in a better space moving forward. And we're not Mm -hmm. holding on to those grudges that we're not holding on to those resentments for ourselves against ourselves or against others around us that maybe really did an injustice to us that we didn't ask for. 
or whatever the situation is, which is what I love about coaching is that I have the opportunity to stand in the space with my client and give them that time and that freedom, being able to get to something that was really deep that they were almost fearful of facing. And recently I've had conversations with people about that, that because I had a conversation with you, I knew I needed to deal with this, but it was so hidden that I didn't even know how to have the words, which was so beautiful. I mean, thanks be to God that I I was able to be there for that person to walk and support. Absolutely. It's a privilege to be in the spot where you can let somebody work through their thing and provide them again, back to that safety net. They need somebody there and you're not directly involved with whatever that is. And mm-hmm. so you can just be there and be the gentle reminder and the facilitator of where their thoughts go. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a very fine line when you're looking at yourself and your, maybe your regrets or your resentments and, and to try to go down that, forgiveness reconciliation path and all of a sudden you lose your thoughts into emotions and you go down a rabbit hole yeah that, so the beauty of being coached is your coach is like whoa, whoa come back over here we're not going down that rabbit hole yeah come on Alex. yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right that's right yeah this has been good this has been really good i like i said i'm really enjoying my newfound freedom one more thing i just wanted to share about that whole new relationship with our spouses and but also acknowledging the fact that maybe you don't have that new relationship with your spouse, or maybe you're the woman who was married for a long time and then the marriage ended, whether it's through a death or through a divorce or a separation, maybe that is the regret and the pain that you would like to be healed and process through. And part of that newfound freedom is finding yourself by yourself. And I know many women who go from dad's home to husband's home and Mm -hmm. where am I? And Mm -hmm. how do I live by myself? How do I get used to, I'm always there. But again, it's one of those things that I have coached women with and that aspect. And it's just been a beautiful process that I love. I love helping women. So if you are that woman that is maybe lonely, sitting here thinking, I don't feel newfound freedom. I feel loneliness and non-purposefully, what's my purpose? Where am I? Who am I? Please reach out to us. We just want to help you. You can find us on social media. You can go to the website in the show notes. There's links for both Vicki and I for discovery calls if you want to talk to us. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this was helpful. We will see you next week as we continue this winter in womanhood season. Hey, Catholic Divas, I hope that you have been enjoying this episode in our series of Winter of Womanhood. And if so, you may be interested in my one-to-one coaching program called Uniquely Beautifully You. In this program, you will gain tools to support your body. You will learn ways to honor the changes in your family. You will learn communication skills to rebuild the most important relationships You will identify the talents and strengths that you have already mastered, and you will discover those that have laid dormant. Together, we will uncover the dreams that are still within you. The world needs you. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes and schedule a call with me today.